Bob, this thing working all right? All right. Justin asked how long I've known him. Uh, I've known him and Marshall long enough to know that I remember when they didn't like girls. They like army men more than they did girls. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, as Justin was saying, I've been in law enforcement for 35 years, pastored five churches, and let me tell you, some of the churches I pastored, they needed the police in there. <laughs> They've been some rough churches. But I'm so honored to be here today. As that dear lady came forward and talked about, it is well with my soul. That song was written by Horatio Stadford at the early turn of the century. And like she mentioned, he lost his entire family other than his wife and one child. That was when people went to Europe uh, by boat because they didn't have too many airplanes and airplanes wasn't safe. And so as they went uh, there, he sent his family on because of the great Chicago fire. And he had a business that he needed to tend to, so he sent his wife and children over there, and on the way over there, their ship hit an iceberg and sunk. He lost all of his daughters in that accident. He went to be with his wife in England, and his one surviving child, which was a son. And as he got near the area where the ship went down, the captain came and told him that we're near that area. And Horatio Stafford went out on the deck of that ship and looked out at the place that he lost his family. And God flooded his heart with those great words, It is well with my soul. It's a tremendous story. It's a tremendous song, and I, I wholeheartedly love that song myself. Today is Mother's Day, and so in honor of our mothers today, I want to share with you a message out of Proverbs chapter 31. Now, how do you know that you're a mom? Well, I've got some reasons here of how you know when you're a mom. You know you're a mom when your feet stick to the kitchen floor and you don't care. <laughs> you know you're a mom when you spend your entire day or your entire week wearing sweats. You know you're a mom when popsicles becomes a food staple. You also know you're a mom when your child has a boo-boo and you kiss it regardless of where it is. You also know you're a mom when spit is your number one cleaning agent. I remember that growing up my own self. I hated that. You know you're a mom when you automatically double tie everything. You know you're a mom when you actually 
understand the Cleon language. You know you're a mom when your favorite TV show is a cartoon. <laughs> Lastly, you know you're a mom when you're out on a nice romantic meal with your husband enjoying some real adult conversation when you suddenly realize that you reached over and you started cutting his steak for him. <laughs> yeah, you know you're a mom when you reach those points. Would you stand with me this morning as we read the Word of God in Proverbs chapter 31, and we're going to begin in verse 10. We find these words written. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She rises also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field, and buyeth it, and with the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengthened her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good, her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow of her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known uh, in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linens, and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall receive in time to come. She opened her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is a law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up, and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own words praise her in the gates. Father, we love you today. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to come unto your house. And I pray, Father, today, even right now, that you are preparing our hearts for your words today. Lord, I don't know what to tell these people. I don't know what to say to them. But, Father, I ask this morning that you move me aside and that the Holy Spirit would put into my heart and my mouth the words to say, that they would be words of encouragement, that they would bring joy on this great day. Father, help us to realize the importance of a virtuous woman, a godly wife, a faithful mom. Thank you, Father, for all the things you're going to do today. We ask it in no other name but the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. 
You know, there's something about moms that cannot be explained. I lost my mother last year. So, let me inform you, if you've still got your mom, pay her homage. Because you will not know how much you miss her until she's gone. So, being Mother's Day today, I wanted to take this time to share with you this message. But if you look at Proverbs 31, you look at where we started reading in in verse 10, it talked about a virtuous woman. But I want you to understand, go back up to verse 1 of chapter 31, and I want you to see why. It says, These words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. His mother taught him. So we find here even now where King Lemuel, as he writes these words about a virtuous woman, the word virtuous there simply means a fine or faithful wife, he's talking about something that his mother instilled in him when he was young. So moms... Your duty begins at home. It begins at an early age. And you need to teach your children the things of the Word of God and the things that are right and the things that they will live for later on in their life. You teach them young. And it is a lot easier to teach a child when they are young that they would listen than it is to wait until they are teenagers when they ain't going to listen. So what is the ideal woman like? Some say that it is a woman who will obey your every whim, wait on you hand and foot, and literally worship the ground you walk on. Ladies, we call that word chauvinism. Others say the ideal woman can do the work of two men. And if a woman was president, there would be no more wars, unemployment, or world hunger because it would be eliminated. Well, that's a fairy tale. You see, the truth lies in between the two. You don't have to look very far to find a description of what the ideal woman is supposed to be like. If you have a Bible, you found her in Proverbs 31. The Proverbs in God's description of the ideal woman. Ladies, God designed and created you, and He knows what will satisfy you and bring fulfillment in your life. Keep in mind that this proverb wasn't written to make you feel guilty or place unrealistic expectations upon your life. That wasn't what it was written about. It was written to build you up and to show you your God-given potential. 
So this morning, if you would allow me, I would like for us to notice two items about the ideal woman. One, the person that she is. And there's three points to that. First of all, the Bible says that she is a valuable wife. This isn't to say that you can never fulfill your your, rule or your role in life if you're single. That's not what it's saying at all. The Bible teaches that in a marriage is an honorable relationship between a man and a woman, but the Bible also places great honor in being single. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 tells us the same thing about a single person can do for God that a a married person cannot do. I'll give you a great example. Ellie and I have been married for 43 years. And you know how long we've been married after 43 years. You know how long I knew her before we got married? Two weeks. Two weeks. See, God can do miracles. Because if it wasn't for God, she would either kill me or I would have killed her. She just said what I was thinking. But you see, we've been married for a long time. I don't ever remember dating. I know I did, but I don't remember it. Maybe she won't let me. I don't know. But now, I, have a, I had a brother that is, was five years older than me. He died a couple of years ago of cancer. But he never married. He died at the age of 66 and never married. He dated a couple of times, but he never married. He was more interested in building his business, and in building his business, what he was doing was actually, I believe, fulfilling God's purpose. He was a contractor. He built houses. He remodeled houses and done all kinds of things. And it is amazing of how many people called him, widow people would call him, and he could leave at any given time and go wherever they were at and fix the problem that they were having in their house. And as a married person, you just can't take up and go. You know that. But when you're single, you can. And so, there's nothing wrong with being single. Do you know what makes a woman so valuable as a valuable wife? She earned her husband's respect by working with him instead of against him. Husbands and wives, moms and dads, work together as a team and not competing as opponents. The family has to work together. The husband and the wife has to work together. You're not in competition. 
you are on the same team and you should have the same goal. To build, provide, and maintain a godly family. So she is a valuable valuable wife because of that. Not only is she a valuable wife, but she is a vigorous worker. Parents should not be lazy, especially when it comes to their family. She works, the Bible says in verse 15 and verse 27, it says that she works hard at home. Look at those verses of Scripture. Verse seven, uh, 15 says, She rises also while it is yet night. In other words, she rises early in the morning and go, uh, giveth meat to her household. In other words, she's preparing a meal. And she prepares not only a meal for her and her family, but she prepares them for her servants also. They say that a woman's work is never done. And that is especially true of a a woman's work at home. Do you know what is the most demanding job in the world is? Being a mom and a wife. That is the most demanding job that there can ever be. It takes hard work to build and maintain a family. Listen... (laughs) I'm a lot older than, than, than a lot of you. And I can tell you right now that when you're, when you're trying to raise a family, it takes a lot of work. When I was being raised, it wasn't as hard as it is today because there's not as much idleness back when I was growing up as it is today. Now let me explain that. When I got out of school, and I went to school, I may not seem like it, but I did go to school. When I went to school, and I got home, nowadays kids change their clothes and they go out and play. I came home from school, changed my clothes, but I went to the cotton fields. I didn't have no choice. You came home and you went to the fields to work. And we worked until it was so dark you couldn't see the cotton in front of you. Then you went back home. And then you did your homework. Nowadays, there's so much idleness. There's so much downtime in the family. So it takes a mom and a dad to really work to keep their children being maintained in a family setting today. Husbands shouldn't be lazy either. Appreciate the hard work your wife does at home. And guys, it's okay to give your wife a helping hand. 
Listen, I tell you here and I tell you now, I cook more than she does. I wash clothes more than she does. I wash dishes more than she does. No, I'm not for hire. I retired 11 years ago. Well, just in theme, I retired 11 years ago. She retired last year. The whole time that she was working, when she got home, the meal was cooked. The house was clean. I'd done everything from washing the dishes, cooking, washing the clothes, cleaning the toilet, vacuuming the floors. Not only did I wash the clothes, but I dried them, folded them, and put them up. You know, maybe I ought to start a school on husbands. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is, guys, give your wife a hand. Because they go through a great deal that you don't know what they go through. But she also works hard at her job. Okay? Look at verses 18 and 24. Verse 18 says this, She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. So if she's got merchandise... That means she's been working. Her candle goeth not out by night. In other words, she works long hours. Verse 28 says, Her children arise, uh, or verse 24 says, She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchants. So here we find that she works at a job. These verses describe a career woman. She's busy buying and selling and trading. The Bible does not, church, does not condemn a woman who works outside the home. In matter of fact, in our society today and in our culture today, it's necessary a lot of times just to pay the bills. The ideal woman of Proverbs works outside the home and is commanded not condemned. Ladies, if you don't have to work, then take advantage of it and focus on ministering to your husband and raising your children. That is a job within itself. It takes your full attention to do that. But if you find employment, if you find yourself where you do need to work, then remember, you are a good wife and mother because you are helping to provide for your family. So don't get down on yourself or don't condemn yourself because you have the world. Another point is that she even works hard when she shops. Now, I can tell you right now, nobody works harder at shopping than her. I have never been able. You see, when God created 
male and female. He created us different. And I don't mean outside-wise, but I mean he created us inside that we're different. When I go to get something at Walmart or... I can't stand Walmart. If I have to go and get something at some place, I go directly to what I got to get, I find what I need to get, and I get out. She can go into Walmart, stay eight hours, come out with nothing. I said, what have you been doing? Shopping? What did you buy? Nothing? Which I'm thankful for that, but... I said, well, what have you been doing? She said, I was just looking. Walmart don't have enough to look for eight hours. I've seen her go and pick up an item, look at it, check it out, hold it up to... Why do y'all hold clothing up to the light? But they'll hold it up, look at it from all directions, put it down and go through that whole section of clothes. And then come back two hours to the same one she picked up the first place and buy it. I don't get it. You don't either. Amen. But that's the way God created us. We think from one side of the brain... Women stink from the other side of the brain. That's the reason God says the man and the woman, uh, man shall leave his father and mother, taking to him a wife, and the two shall become one. It takes both of them to make one whole person. Okay. Now, getting back to the to the mothers. Also, she is like the merchant ships, meaning if she buys anything for her own. She sells sufficient for her goods to pay for it. So the ideal woman is a valuable wife. She's a vigorous worker. And she is a virtuous woman. Our society places a lot of emphasis on a woman's look. But there is more to an ideal woman than her look. She is, has substance and virtue. In verse 20, talks about her compassion that she shows. In verse 25, describes the character that she has. And in verse 26, describes the counsel that she gives. Simply, the ideal woman is simply Christ-like. Ladies, there is nothing wrong with wanting to look your best. But remember, it's far more important to be a woman of substance and virtue. Ladies, you need to really get acquainted with a woman and make this type of woman your role model. Follow her example and she will help you find fulfillment and satisfaction. Okay? 
It's being what God called you to be. Looks are not everything. Matter of fact, looks fades away. But it's what's on the inside that flourishes and brings forth the harvest. Okay? The second point I want you to make is this. To praise her for what she deserves. Look at verses 28 through 21, uh, 31. Her children rise up early and calls her blessed. Her husband also, and he gives her praise. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and uh, beauty is vain. But a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. For the most part, I preach to the ladies. And I don't want the rest of you to feel left out. So let me preach to you guys for just a minute. The last four verses of this proverb says that a godly woman deserves to be praised. She deserves to be praised. Husbands and children... Do you know why we ought to praise godly women in our lives? There are three simple reasons. Number one, because it feels good. It feels good to be positive and to say positive things about the people in our life. But there are some people who just don't like to praise others. They have to, they have an inner sickness of the soul that yields criticism, complaints, sarcasm, and even general joylessness. But Jesus Christ has made us more uh, than conquerors. And He has given us every reason to be positive and to be happy. As a child of God today, we ought to be happy. Amen? Amen. There ought to be joy among our faces. Listen, if you are a child of God, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That ought to bring joy to your heart. You've got a home that you're headed to. Listen, you don't want to head to the other home. It's too hot. So, God has given us... a. Or something to, uh, to be joyous and happy about. So let's stop grumbling. Get yourself hooked on praise because it feels ten times better than griping and complaining. So we should praise her because it feels good. Two, because it honors God when we praise our wife and our mother. Since God has made the world and is at work in it, it is possible, it is possible to praise Him indirectly by praising something that He made or praising something that exalts Him. 
God does this through the church. God does this through our lives. And I thank the Lord for churches that stand upon His Word. I thank the Lord for what God is doing in communities and outreach and and how we're preparing and we care for people. I thank the Lord for that. If you've got a church that that is vigorously trying to reach the community, trying to change people's lives, trying to make them lives better and different, then praise God for that. Because there are churches out there that has the name church over it that's not doing that. They're satisfied in where they're at and what they're doing and they don't want to reach nobody else. May God have mercy on them. So when you got a church and, and you're, you have the freedom that you can come and you can lift up the name of the Lord and you can praise God and you can lift your hands and praise the Lord without being criticized, praise God for a church like that. Be involved in a church like that. Help that church to grow. And when you do, you're not only benefiting the church, not only are you benefiting yourself, but more importantly, you're praising and glorifying God when you do that. Lastly, because it strengthens godly women. There are always temptations that allure us away from God. And we all need encouragement. We all need to hear saintly persons saying, you're doing a great job. I don't think it's any person in here who don't like to have a pat on the back ever so often. We, we all like that. We all crave that. We all need to hear that sometimes. And you'll be surprised at when someone is diligently working for the Lord and you come up out of the blue and you say, Man, I just love what you're doing for the Lord. Keep, keep on working for God. God's, God's doing great work through your ministry. How much more they'll work harder for that? I praise the Lord for... I've been in some churches, pastors from churches that we had some, mostly women, but there were a couple of men, but mostly women, that I believe their talent was that they were given the gift of encouragement. Now, they just went around and encouraged you. And they just lifted you up in prayer, but... They came up, they give you a big hug and said, you know, I just love what God is doing in your life. And, how much. and you know, we need that. Friends, if you're ever going to grow for the Lord, if you're ever going to move for God, we got to do it in a way that reflects Christ in our life. When you praise the godly woman in your life, you are strengthening their walk with the Lord. You know, really, Ellie and I only knew each other two weeks when we got married. But I thank God for her. And I thank for what God has done in her life that I've seen. As a matter of fact, I'll be honest with you, she went back to church before I ever did. 
she would get up, uh, get up, and our, our daughter, and they would go to church, and I'd listen. I'd stay home in the bed. She was going to church, and I can tell you this. She would go to church, and she went to church for several months before I ever did. And I would sit out on the front porch, and the preacher that where she, the church we were going, uh, she was going to, came by. I offered him a beer. I mean, I didn't mind sharing the beer with him. Luckily, he didn't take it. But guys, I want to tell you something. I got tired of seeing my family go to church and me sitting at home. So I went. And God got a hold of me. And God showed me through her. Now what if she had gotten disgusted and say, well, I'm not. I'm tired of going by myself all the time and give up. I wouldn't be here today. I'd probably be dead. So if there is any ladies here today that you're coming to church and your husband's at home, pray for them. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on them. Don't ever give up on them. We had a friend that um, she's going to be with the Lord now, but she prayed for her husband for 17 years before he ever come to church. Let me conclude. Think about this for a moment. Not trying to be distasteful, but, well, it's kind of bad since there's no children in here. If something ever happened to your mom, would there be something that you would like to tell her? I would. I would. Matter of fact, I seen my mother. I went by and visited her the day that she died. Uh, she was in a nursing home. And, you know, I never, I never in my imagination thought that when I walked out of that room that it would be the very last time I would see her alive. Or the last time I would be able to correspond to her. Don't let things go unsaid. If you got a mom that's alive today, tell her how much you love her. Tell her how much you appreciate her. Let her know that. Husbands. Think about this question. Husband and children, we should praise her while we still have her. You will strengthen her, honor God, and bring great joy into your own life when you do that. 
You know, other than Jesus Christ in my heart and my life, the best thing God ever gave me was her. As much as I love my grandkids, and I do love my grandkids, I'm thankful for her because she's part of me. Moms, I thank the Lord for you. I thank God for you. And my prayer is that God would continue to bless each and every one of you and that you would continue to be the mom, the wife, and the example of Christ in your family. As our uh, praise team comes prepared to sing a verse of Scripture, Let's pray today. Father, as we come now to the close and conclusion of this message this morning, Father, I ask and pray that you would touch each individual here today. Lord, that you have spoken to our hearts in such a way that, Lord, we are very blessed to have our wives and our moms. And Lord, I pray today that you be with us all. Lord, bless all the mothers, all the wives that are here today. And Father, I pray that you would be lifted up and glorified through everything that we do. We give you the praise for it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.